sometimes the sports gods just grace you with some content right before you're about to record. Deshaun Watson, is he on the move? We'll preview Thursday night football between the Broncos and Browns. And who's going to make the Super Bowl? Who's going to win it? Tyler Rowland, Alex Clancy, Locked on NFL. We're going to tell you. Let's roll. You are Locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're here again. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals. Tyler Rowland locked on Titans. Um, thank you to everybody making Locked on NFL your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms and on YouTube. So, yes, and, and we I say this on the Locked on Cardinals podcast. We do some live reads, sure. There are some commercials, sure. But there ain't no paywall, and there's a lot better things than no paywall, and that's what we do here on the Locked on platform. Okay, so... It came down early on. We record this a, a day early in the afternoon before Thursday. And that's important because this news is fresh about Deshaun Watson potentially being on the move to the to the uh, Miami Dolphins. Those are all the information. That's all the information we have right now. And we will discuss that momentarily. What's going on in Cleveland? What's going on in Denver? Two teams that can go one of two ways for the latter two-thirds of the 2021 season. They score off. We'll talk about that in the second segment. And Tyler and I, through the first six weeks, have some thoughts on who's going to make the Super Bowl and who's going to win it. And we're going to talk about that in the third segment. That'll be really fun. Tyler, uh, Deshaun Watson's been a polarizing guy, obviously. Came out yes. like a lightning rod out of college. After winning a national championship, after almost winning one the year before against Alabama, um, mm -hmm. tears his ACL in practice midway through his rookie year. He was an MVP conversation candidate his rookie year came out insane numbers with Houston uh he's been great playoffs everything blah 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 then all the stuff that happened this offseason not great not good from a human perspective from a moral perspective right. all of this is still alleged it's still ongoing in the courts outside of the NFL court as it were but there are rumblings from John McClain from the Houston Chronicle etc around the NFL that Deshaun Watson will put most likely be on the move this week to the Miami Dolphins, but definitely before the November 2nd trade deadline. Are you as let's take this out of the Miami Dolphins here. Is it the right thing to do? That's always been done in the NFL where it's, if it's not the jerk, if it didn't happen in our Jersey, it's free game to acquire really any player. Are you okay with Miami? trading for Deshaun Watson with the things that are going on off the field. You know, I think it's definitely risky. I, I don't know, you know, when you ask if I'm okay with it, it seems like, you know, making a, a moral, you know, should they do it? Or, and right now, I, you know, as with most people, as with it should be, until we figure out what's really going on with this uh, off-the-field situation, I don't know if I'm okay with it or not because I don't feel confident knowing what the truth is of the matter or whether, you know, Deshaun Watson is some serial, you know, abuser or if these are, you know, false allegations, mildly false allegations. You know how these things get when when the legal system gets into play. It's a lot of murky water. So I don't know if I'm going to say if I'm okay with it, but what I will say is 
I do think it's incredibly risky for the Dolphins because if this turns out that this is a major problem, he is you know, guilty of all the things that he's been accused and it does get into some criminal courts, uh, well, you have a different problem than having him suspended from the NFL. You have a guy who could potentially go to prison. And anytime you're giving up assets, giving up the court, they tanked for Tua for years. It felt like that was the mantra down in Miami. And to give all of that up and, and to erase all of that tanking for Tua to bring in Watson when he could end up behind bars maybe in, in a couple of months, a year, whatever, that's definitely going to be risky. But without knowing that, I think it's a good move because in my mind, even if even if Watson has some issues with the courts and even if he gets suspended, it, I mean, anything outside of a full-year suspension, it's worth the risk because as I have intimated, and some NFL fans may feel different, but Tua is not that guy. He's not that guy. You're not that guy. I'm sorry. I'm not a Tua believer. I don't think that he's ever going to be able to get the Dolphins to the promised land. And at the end of the day, that is what it's all about, winning Super Bowls. Deshaun Watson is good enough to take a team to a Super Bowl and win it, in my opinion. So regardless of the legal situation, which adds that extra risk, if you're the Dolphins, you got the risky situation with Watson or a really risky situation with Tua. I'm going with the risky situation with Watson because the ceiling of that is higher yeah. than the ceiling of Tua. I mean, that's unfortunately, that's the math you have to crunch, and that's the right final answer because there's a couple things, and the disclaimer here couldn't be more serious before I say what I'm about to say. Like, it's not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna say anything crazy, but like what we saw with Ray Rice, we saw. What we saw with Kareem Hunt, we saw. Right. What we didn't see with Deshaun Watson leaves the shadow of doubt like, you know what? Until proven guilty, we haven't seen Jack. And that is right. not saying that he did or didn't do what he's accused of doing. Let's mm -hmm. hope he did it. If he did, he should pay the consequence 100%. There's Absolutely. no question about that. Mm -hmm. What you said about Miami is right. They could be relegated to a college football team if they don't make a move soon. Yeah. You know, like it could be years of just purgatory of bad football years. And let me tell you why. Maybe not even bad, just in the middle. Well, <laughs> I mean, and all, I mean, that's the, they don't, the thing is, they don't have their first round pick this year. Right. Because they traded back up after trading back, they traded back up to draft Jalen Waddell. They don't have their first round pick. I don't believe because right now I'm on tankathon.com. Philadelphia. The greatest website on the planet. Philadelphia has three top nine picks. Mm -hmm. As of right now, because they get Indy's pick also. I do yeah. not believe that Miami has a first round pick this year. So what mm -hmm. are they going to trade? Are they going to trade him Xavier Howard? What are you going to trade for Deshaun Watson? Well, this is a great segue. Uh, th what they're not going to trade to the Texans is Tua. Right. So we the Texans do not want Tua. And I think, you know, outside of Watson on the move, that's the most interesting aspect is we've heard rumors that Tua might go to Denver. We've heard rumors that Tua might end up with Washington. Right. I guess, Alex, my question for you, which which team do you think has a better chance of, of putting a winner in place and then adding Tua to it? Do you think it's Denver or do you think it's Washington? What's the more interesting destination? It's only Miami because they're getting rid of Tua. Tua is not a good NFL quarterback. Right, unless, I'm with you on that. Unless, I mean, I think the winner would be Denver because what they have in place is a system of running the ball and playing defense. And Tua is going to be 
a game manager. Teddy Bridgewater mm-hmm. is a better quarterback than him. Teddy Bridgewater has shown over yeah. the last couple of years he can throw the ball down the field when he wants to. Mm-hmm. We saw it in Carolina last year. He emerged DJ Moore into this guy. You know, and right. Denver is having trouble with injury. Jerry Judy can't stay healthy. That team's not very good this year. Tua, I feel like, is not going to be there. He's not going to be the guy. So he may not start where I would take Tyler Heineke over him right now. Like, I don't know why just because you trade Tua is not a bargaining chip anymore. You draft yeah. Justin Herbert instead of Tua, and we're not having this conversation. We talked about that last week. Yeah, like, I know. Miami it's funny. is going to be forever. Link yeah, the Dolphins fans Herbert. are going to be in the comments telling me, yeah, uh, darkest five years, suck on that, we're getting Watson. So, But, I mean, Miami's dark path could get even darker if they trade for Watson, and then he is guilty of all the things that he's accused, and they totally lose out on that right. as well. well so now, let me ask there's you definitely before, a path to darkness. Yeah, before we move on, all in all, is this, because you touched on it, but I want to get an answer like, is this the right business decision for Miami? Business decision yes. solely. It is. Yes, I think so because the sunk cost of Watson comes with a super high Super Bowl ceiling. The sunk cost of Tua does not come with a Super Bowl ceiling. So I think if if you had to choose one path without knowing what's going to happen, I still take the Watson path and take that risk. You're not winning anything with Tua, and they know it. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals. Tyler Roland locked on Titans at Tic Tac Titans for him at Clancy's Corner for me on Twitter. Please subscribe to the Locked on NFL channel. It's growing more and more like NFL channel on YouTube. Like, YouTube's legit, man. Mm-hmm. YouTube's great. You do all we do is we just put a light on ourselves and turn a microphone on and talk to people. It's awesome. Coming up next, mine's not a light, Alex. I just have a natural glow. You do, and it's the red. You know, it's the red. You can't see the red that I have because yours is more pronounced. Um, you carry it much better than I do. Coming up next Thursday night football. Normally, it kicks off the show that we do on Thursdays. Not today, baby. Uh, Denver travels to Cleveland. We will preview that. Tyler will bring us in in a second. But first, I get to talk to you about my favorite live read that we talk about. It's like the favorite child. Parents have favorite children. My favorite live read is Rock Auto. They have a favorite child. They have a favorite child. They're lying to you. Uh, Rock Auto, rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for chain storefronts to have all the parts that you need at their store at all times. That's why rockauto.com, it's got you covered. You know, you go to rockauto.com in your basketball shorts or your yoga pants. I don't know if you wear yoga pants, Tyler. I feel like you're a yoga pants guy. And you type in paint, dude. And it'll, you say make and model, color, boom. Carpet, tail lamps, whatever. Anything you need for your car, rockauto.com's got you covered. And also, you don't get upcharged 30, 50, or even 100%. A chain storefront would charge you, uh, you know, for stock fees and all that stuff. And you're not a manufacturer, so you're not buying in bulk. Rockauto.com doesn't do any of that. Their prices are reliably low. They're a family-owned business. Would you treat family like that? Probably not. So you go to rockauto.com, 20 years, family-owned business. They've got you covered. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Locked on NFL Thursday. Once again, Tyler Rowland here, Alex Clancy with me, breaking down all of the latest NFL news. We just touched on the Deshaun Watson trade rumors that are really heating up right now with him on his way to the Miami Dolphins. So we will wait for that news to officially break, but it looks like there's a good chance that's going to happen. But with that in mind, 
There's a big football game tonight, Alex. We're kicking off the NFL Week 7 slate. We will have the Denver Broncos on their way to face the Cleveland Browns. And, and to me, the, the biggest topic or the biggest story about this game is the injuries, especially on Cleveland's side. I mean, you have the Broncos. Teddy Bridgewater is dealing with a foot injury, a quad injury. He was limited all week. He's going to be questionable going into Thursday night. Um, they do have their starting left tackle, Garrett Bowles, as questionable. Caden Stearns, a rookie safety, who I actually really liked out of Texas, will be questionable. They'll be without uh, a guy like uh, Baron Browning at linebacker. So some injuries over there for the Broncos, but the Browns, I mean, they are just really, really hurting. Right now, Odell Beckham Jr., Jadavian Clowney, Jack Conklin and Jedrick Wills, their starting tackles, J.C. Treader, Malik Jackson, Malcolm Smith, Yikes. Mac Wilson, all questionable for tomorrow night. And that's on top of the fact that they're going to be without their two best running backs, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, and they're going to be without their starting quarterback, Baker Mayfield. So uh, a patchwork unit for the Cleveland Browns as they take on the Denver Broncos. The Broncos right now are underdogs on the road, one and a half point. Uh, I could see that line moving a little bit more. Like you mentioned, we did uh, record this on Wednesday evening. So by the time that game rolls around, the, the Broncos very well could be pick them. The, the Broncos very well could be favored with all of these injury issues for the Browns. So I guess the, the question really becomes when you look at, you know, two teams that are kind of middling right now. The Broncos got off to a, a hot start, of course, but they currently sit at uh, three and three. The Browns look like to be one of the best teams in the league on paper coming into the year. They're three and three and at the bottom of the division. So uh, for both these teams who started hot but have come into some trouble, especially with the injuries, which team do you think is healthy enough to win this game? Uh, pass. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it. So the thing is, like Cleveland's obviously the better team, one to fifty-three when healthy. Um, right. Both teams are top four in total yards given up on defense. So the over under 41 is going to be interesting. I would tempt. I know you're a tease guy. Maybe you tease it up to 48 and take the under. Um, yeah. I mean, I would take the under yeah. as is at 41. But with mm -hmm. Case Keenum, we've seen that he's been very serviceable. He can win games. So Case Keenum, healthy, right. is the best quarterback of both quarterback rooms with Teddy Bridgewater being hobbled. And there's a far drop off with Drew Locke if he's got to play. He's not a good quarterback. I'm sorry, all you Broncos lock truthers. He is not a good quarterback. I'm sorry. Um, the run game. He's great at singing Young Jeezy on the sidelines. Yeah, though. he's a great I dancer. That. I wish I had the moves. I wish I had the moves for yeah. sure. I kind of just want to watch you do that for 10 minutes and just punch <laughs> on the rest of the podcast. Uh, the run game obviously is better for Denver right now because the other two are out. We saw the DeAnthony Ernest project last year and – no, Dearness Johnson. Sorry, that's his name, right? I was thinking yeah, Deontay yeah, yeah, Thomas. Yeah. Dearness Johnson, right. we saw that. Wasn't great. He had one good game. I think it was against Dallas where he kind of broke out, but that was about mm -hmm. it. Um, everybody wasted their number one waiver priority on him last year. Didn't really work out. I think that this is going to be SOS Armageddon situation for Cleveland when Denver goes in there and beats him. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just sheer – like, we'll see how great Kevin Stefanski is in this game. Yeah. Because it's it's a it's a tough task, but man, you just expect Broncos to blitz 
blitz, blitz, and you know, hope and just try to turn over Case Keenum as much as you can. They don't have any skill position players. I mean, Donovan yeah. Peoples Jones has been fine, Rashad Higgins has been fine, but obviously it's a step back. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. And honestly, you talk about the skill position players missing. For me, I would probably still feel confident in the Browns in this game if they weren't missing, you know, potentially three starting offensive linemen. They're two tackles, Wills and Conklin, J.C. Treader. I mean, this team had probably the best offensive line in the NFL last year. I think that's not a hot take to say that. And that is the lifeblood. That's why you can have these running backs balling out. I think it makes Baker Mayfield look a lot better than he actually is. The offensive line is what makes this Browns entire team work is they can do everything through that offensive line. So I know they're missing the skill position players. I know that they're missing Baker Mayfield. But honestly, with Case Keenum, I think they could win a good amount of games, maybe not be the a high-end team. I know this is kind of a hot take too, so get your blow torches ready, folks. Get the fire extinguishers out, but I don't think Baker Mayfield is really that much better than Case Keenum. I Like, in the situation with a good offensive line, a good run game, we saw Case Keenum win playoff games with the Vikings with a good setup, with a good roster around him. Baker Mayfield isn't the kind of quarterback who's going to elevate everybody around him and, and you know, the rising tide lifts all boats. You're going to hear me say that a lot. I throw it back to Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah, a really good phrase. They say you're either a tractor or you're a trailer. And I think Baker Mayfield is a trailer who needs to be pulled along by a great offensive line, a great run game, a great coordinator, a good defense, rather than a guy like a Mahomes and Allen, which Mahomes right now, I know things aren't going great. And Allen, a Jackson, Lamar Jackson, um, you look at a guy even like Kyler Murray, who has a really good team around him, but he has some ability to do that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, of course, has been doing this, but those guys can lift everyone around them and their individual talent. Justin Herbert, good example here. I don't think Baker Mayfield's one of those guys. He's more of a Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Andy Dalton at his peak. He's one of those guys in the middle who really needs a great cast of people around him to really do his best work and to help the team. So, I think Case Keenum could have got the job done, but with that offensive line issue for the Browns, I'm going to go with Denver in this game, and we're going to talk about a great place where you can place your bets, but Alex, looking at the line, minus one and a half, the Browns are favored. Uh, also, you uh, look at uh, the, the over-under escape, and you said it was 41, correct? So, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the classic uh, tease at Tyler. Coming through here. I'm taking the Broncos. I'm adding seven points on the tees, getting them to eight and a half. Um, throwing that seven points on the 41 to put it up to 48. And I'm taking the under. So I'm going Broncos and the under on a tease. But if I had to take a team straight up, I'm still going to take the Broncos. I think the Broncos outright win this game, like you said, SOS. Uh, game for the Browns where their season seems to be going topsy-turvy. What's your read on uh, kind of the, the gambling aspect of this game? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll am i take the money line here. I think the, like, if I were to parlay something, i take the money line in the under of 41. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be like 17-13, 20-17, something like that. Points are going to be at a premium. You might get a defensive touchdown here. Uh, well, if you get a defensive touchdown, that might be tipping the scale. If there's no silly bits, it's going to be a lot of field goals. Um, yeah, I would take the money line. And just, I'm not going to tease nothing, Tyler. Tic-tac teaser. Uh, and I'm just going to take the under 41. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that's a bad idea either. Uh, 41 is definitely a, a low score. These two teams 
Kind of seems like the type of game that we might get. And I told you guys that we were going to tell you a great place where you could bet this game. And that place is betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is back then better than ever. They have a brand new website, brand new interface, getting you ready to go for the start of the basketball season along with football season, baseball playoffs, boxing, UFC, hockey has started. Bet Online is your number one spot to bet all of your sports action this fall. Make sure that you head to their new website. Use your desktop, desktop, your laptop, your mobile device, doesn't matter. Sign up today and use the promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So whether it's basketball, football, baseball, postseason, doesn't matter, even down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is the place to be. Bet Online, where the game starts. Well, here we go. The last segment of our Locked On NFL Thursday show. And we're going to have a little bit of fun, as we like to do here at the end of the Thursday show. We talked about the Deshaun Watson trade news. We talked about the Thursday night football game that lies ahead of us to kick off the slate. But now, we are through what I would call the first trimester of the NFL season. And me and Alex are going to do our best to guess what the Super Bowl baby is gonna look like so a third through the season what does the Super Bowl look like in our minds right now and Alex I'm gonna let you go first on this one and tell the people right now as things stand through six weeks of the season who do you think will end up in the Super Bowl and who do you think will win it this is I mean this is it sucks because it's the the Bucks are going to make come out of the NFC. I mean, the Cardinals are playing fine. They're the, uh, playing fine. They're the only undefeated team. They're the team that I cover. Um, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay's offense is a cheat code. It's a video game. Right. It's playing somebody on easy on Madden. You know, I mean, who are you going to stop? Right. Who are you going to stop? And th- like the craziest part is the biggest weapon they have is Gronk and he's out during the playoffs. He is the biggest weapon on the field. At all times. Always. It doesn't matter. As long as he's healthy, he could take all 17 games off, like he did last year pretty much, come in and score two touchdowns in the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. I'm taking Tampa Bay until it's not Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady for me. I take Tom Brady every year preseason because it's Tom Brady. And he's doing things that still that you know nobody's ever done before and will probably never do again. Um, so I'm taking the Bucks to come out of the NFC. The AFC is very sticky. Because there is a lot of contender, pretender. What we saw on Monday night against your Tic Tac Titans was um, a guy slip. Maybe the right play call. Maybe not. No, maybe not. No, no. Okay, luckily no. we only have five minutes left, and it's my turn to talk. No, so he definitely slip. slipped. Number one, Jeff, uh, no. Jeffrey Simmons folded Josh Allen and Deion Dawkins up like the tables that Bill's Mafia likes to jump through. I like Jeffrey you Simmons. A lot, I like you a lot better when you're dancing like Drew Locke and not trying to defend that he didn't slip. Uh, but, you know, you have Chargers who are young. You have the Chiefs who are going to be there. It sucks, but it's going to be Tampa Bay and the Chiefs again, and Tampa Bay is going to win the Super Bowl again. 
Like, okay. until it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. it's what happens. So, and it's yeah. not like a, and this is, it's not hot takey because it's, it's the Chiefs. They're going to figure it out. This is a malaise. That's like, true. ask Cam Newton how hard it is to play a year after losing the Super Bowl. You see right. the winning the Super Bowl thing is like the tough part. It's like, no, you want another taste of that. It's so much more mentally difficult from the team that lost there to get mm-hmm. back again. It's, it's, I mean, I mean, unless you're Jim Kelly, you know, and you do it four years in a row, but like, it's Tampa Bay, it's the Chiefs, and it's Tampa Bay. What well, about you? That, that brings me in. That's perfect because you mentioned Jim Kelly and the Buffalo Bills who went to the Super Bowl four times in a row. Uh, that's the last team to even come close to going to the Super Bowl three years in a row. And that's why I'm starting out wrong, Alex. The Chiefs will not make the Super Bowl this year. I have been on that since the offseason. I think that in this NFL landscape, it is impossible to go to the Super Bowl three seasons in a row, whether it be bad luck, whether it be injuries, whether it be a pandemic. I don't, you know, who knows? Who cares? Either way, the Chiefs will not be back in the Super Bowl. Now, I think that you make a great point on Tampa Bay, and it is hard to count out Tom Brady. I'm looking at teams like the Rams, looking at teams like your Cardinals, looking at Tampa Bay, looking at Green Bay. For me, those are the four teams that I think realistically could come out of the NFC. But I'm going to stick with my prediction from the beginning of the year. I don't see anything that's going to take me off that. And I know that these two teams have recently experienced pretty bad losses. Or, you know, one of them is worse than the other. But losses that people didn't expect them to take or didn't expect to be as bad. But like you're saying with the Chiefs, it's a long season. It's a very long season. And I don't think that one bad loss, it means that your team can't do what maybe people thought they would. So for me... My Super Bowl prediction is the Los Angeles Rams against the Buffalo Bills. That's what I think uh, this is going to be. I think that the Bills, regardless of that loss to the Titans, are still a fantastic team. I think the Titans are just a little bit better than than maybe people thought after the beatdown by the Cardinals and the loss to the Jets. So I don't see this loss to the Titans as a huge wave of panic. For Buffalo, I still think they're the most complete team with the best coaching in the AFC. In the NFC, I just trust Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, John Johnson. I trust the talent on the Rams' defense, and I do think that Sean Sean McVay's already shown us that he's smart enough offensively to get his team to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. So I think the Rams will get better on offense. They'll learn what they can do a little bit more. And then I think Buffalo, I think Buffalo ultimately is the best team in the NFL. And I think Buffalo wins the Super Bowl. We started my answer by talking about Jim Kelly and the Bills four years in a row losing. So I'll end my answer with the Buffalo Bills winning the Super Bowl, Josh Allen Super Bowl MVP over the Los Angeles Rams. That is my prediction. That is my Super Bowl baby. Tyler Rowland at Tic Tac Titans. Uh, God, they grow up so fast. Alex Clancy at Clancy's Corner. You can check me out at Locked on Cardinals. You can check Tyler out every day. Locked on Titans. Um, thanks for hanging out. Uh, yeah. Another fun show. Um, thanks for making Locked on NFL your first listen every day. Now, make your second listen. The Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. Again, it's free and available on all platforms. Chris Carter, your boy Q. 
you're in good hands tomorrow for Locked On NFL on Friday. Check you guys out.